the way they tell you to get started is they tell you to call all of your family, call your friends, tell them you're a real estate agent and someone in your network is bound to buy a house. <laughs> and I absolutely hated this approach. So what I started doing was a hundred cold calls every single day. This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acre. And before we bring in our guest today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're not already subscribed. And while you're there, drop us a review. We'll read it here on the show. This week's featured review comes from Trigger. Trigger One. Oh, right. That's a cool name. That'd be a cool name now. Well, let's hope we don't trigger the audience. (laughs) Trigger says, new listener, five stars. Just started listening to this podcast. Thanks for checking it out. Love podcasts in the car. So much great information. I'm also a new Reminder Media customer. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Appreciate that. That was from Apple Podcasts as well. Our guest today is Nima Barty. Nima is the founder and CEO of Atlas Inc., a real estate tech company. After becoming one of the youngest brokers in California and breaking the record for the number of deals closed... By a first-time agent, Nima started Atlas as a more modern brokerage that lets agents keep more of their commissions. Nima, welcome to Stay Paid. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here. Nima, man, I'm excited to interview you. I've just uh, I've had the privilege of talking to you on the phone, and obviously you're a gifted entrepreneur. Can't wait to dive into your journey uh, with it. It's, it's crazy because I feel like there's so many brokerages out there. And I feel like there's more and more popping up every single day. So I think to myself, man, who would want to start a brokerage in today's world? And Nima, you did it. You started a brokerage. I'd love to hear, though, before we dive into that, tell us a little bit about your journey. Successful real estate agent. Um, how'd you get into that? And what led you to building the tech platform? Yeah. Um, so I've always loved real estate. So when I was around five years old, I actually developed this addiction to Legos. And I was building a whole bunch of places so not like the star wars sets but more empire state building white house even the taj mahal and it got to a point where my parents like hey let's take you out of the house a little bit you like building developments why don't we start taking you to developments and i started going to open houses that were developments being built on the weekends and i was like wow this is legos in real life and i (laughs) I absolutely, (laughs) absolutely loved it um and then i went to high school and in high school, my dad gave me this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it taught me all the fiscal benefits of investing in real estate and all Love that. It. I was like, oh my gosh, this is a double whammy. I need to study this. So I went to USC and studied real estate. And while I was a student at USC, I started a few companies. Um, I started a company called eScoot, which is a mobile charging company, which I grew to over 20 employees. I also started to get very fascinated with real estate syndication. So I started syndicating deals. And although all those companies were great, I saw a massive opportunity, especially on the brokering side of real estate. So as soon as I could, I went and got my salesperson's license and I started working as a real estate agent um, at a local firm close by. And the firm that I worked at had 1200 agents. They do over 5 billion in sales a year. They're pretty big in LA area. Uh, I don't think they're national though. Um, And joined them because funny enough, they gave me the best split. So when I got my license, I'm like, I'm going to cold call every single brokerage uh, out there and I'm going to put them up against each other. And so off the bat, this brokerage was like, we'll give you a 70, 30 split, which I was like, wow, everyone else is telling me brand new agent, 50, 50, yeah. maybe I got like 60, 40, but they're like 70, 30. I was like, boom, I'm, let's go. Um, so 
you know, when you first get started working at a lot of these brokerage firms, the way they tell you to get started is they tell you to call all of your family, call your friends, tell them you're a real estate agent and someone in your network is bound to buy a house. And I absolutely hated this approach. So what I started doing was a hundred cold calls every single day. Dude, I just got to pause right there. Yeah. He hated the talking to people that knew him and he went to the cold calling. The extreme opposite. It. Yeah. I love it. Most people hate cold calling and it's like, oh, I can't cold call. So I love that man. So doing a hundred cold calls a day. All right. Well, also, also keep in mind, like I, at the time I was like 21, uh, maybe even 20. And I was like, who's going to buy a house from a 20 year old? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. And let alone, like, I, I also didn't really have a lot of contacts. Um, and I was like, I need to gain a book of business. And so I was like, I'm just going to go straight for the cold calling to get my Love book that. of business. Love that. Man. Uh, Where were you getting the leads from? Like your cold call. So leads. I would actually go on, onto hot pads initially. This is a website called hot pads. I go on the hot pads. There's a check there and I'd go for lease listings. Um, I went for the lease listings because I knew it was a way to build a relationship with a potential person um, that could later down the line either sell their house. They don't live in this property. That's why they're leasing it. So Smart. it's either going to come out as like a for sale. I'd also, funny enough, I would target leases on really busy streets, like main streets. So in LA, it's Sunset Boulevard is like a really big street, famous street. So I'd look for like this whole strip down Sunset Boulevard where I could get a lease listing and I could put a sign up there. And I'd be like, when people are driving through this busy street, people will just see Nima Vardy, Nima Vardy, Nima Vardy. And honestly, it worked. I would Genius, yeah, so genius. And so this was this was kind of my method. I was like, these are mini billboards. Like signs are kind of mini billboards. <laughs> I could put it up everywhere. And so if I could just monopolize Sunset Boulevard, people driving down there would send me pictures, even, Random people would DM me photos like, hey, keep seeing all your signs on Sunset Boulevard. This is awesome. And people became super, super supportive. Um, so that was that was my tactic, uh, the cold calling going on there. But then I started doing new and I came up with more and more new ways to sell real estate. So in addition to just cold calling, I started advertising homes that I was listing with Facebook and Instagram ads. Mm -hmm. um, I hired a VA to follow up with every single lead that I got. This VA was on it. Um, was and, that um, a company like overseas or were they here in the States or? Yeah, overseas. Honestly, all I did is I went up to Upwork. I would go on Upwork. I'd find a VA that was super affordable. Super, like they were overseas. So smart, They had their own rates. So it's like whatever they want to charge. I'd be like, okay, I'm comfortable paying this much. It was way less. And this VA was on top of it um, with all of the leads. So I'd say like, hey, I'm cold calling. I want to make sure like these are some notes on the person, get them either what I say in the note section. So like either compile comps and send it to them or um, follow up with them with real estate stats or whatever it was. And they would just go down my whole book of business and, and do this all the time. And it was amazing. Um, and so it got to a point where I was like, I, want, I need to start a team there. So I started my own team there. Our team was called the no vacancy team. And uh, it got to a point where our team started crushing it so well that I get a call from the owner of this brokerage. He's like, Nima, you guys are doing such a great job marketing your team. People think you're the broker and not us. Uh, <laughs> like people were literally calling in the office saying, hey, is this the no vacancy group? Um, and they'd be like, no, this is 
this brokerage, but uh, their agents here, I can connect you. And so they kept getting annoyed that this was going in. And over time, we, we had a conversation and he was making it very difficult for me to market my team name and, and how I wanted to go about my oh, whole wow. business. Um, but I continued working there and I started to get very frustrated that I was paying so much money to a broker that was holding me back mm. and limiting me. So I was like, how do I keep 100% of all of my commission? So I started doing a bunch of research online and sure, I found there were a bunch of brokerages, right? Where they advertise 100%, but then when you look at the fine print, it's like, oh, technology fee and oh, E&O fee per deal. And then like a transactional fee of $1,000 or whatever it was. And so I was like, you're not really saving that much money. They just are making their money off so many different fees. And that's when I was like, I need to go get my broker's license. The thing was at the time I was only a broker. Uh, I was only an agent for like a couple months. How big was your, <laughs> how big was your team at that point? We were about seven people. Okay. Wow. So you, yeah. Uh, so you're like seal team seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but it also became a problem because I was recruiting a lot of the kids that I went to school with and more people wanted to come in and come on board. And then the brokerage tried limiting how I would run the team and yeah. how their splits would all work and all that. So I feel like very, in business, yeah. it doesn't matter what business you're in, whether it's our business, insurance, real estate. It's like in these models where you have entrepreneurs within your business, right? You are an entrepreneur yourself working for this brokerage. It's like you have to have a pathway to where either you know they're going to leave you or you make them kind of like the attorneys do. You make them a partner, partner. in the business because like if your goal is to grow like a multi-level, I don't want to say multi-level marketing, but like a pyramid, right? And you're recruiting more and more and more and more agents, yeah, I mean, you got to raise these people up and you got to look at it more like a way of like, hey, they were paying me at first because I was providing them the platform and giving them the knowledge, and tra but they've made it now. And now we're both going to make a ton of money because they're going to go out there and find the next people to do that. So like, talk to us about your new brokerage. Like, um, what's its model? Why did you create Atlas? Why not join, I don't know, the myriad of brokerages that are out there? Why not join one of those? Why create Atlas? Yeah, great question. So once I once I started to get really fed up with the commission system and not finding anything out there that truly felt like you can actually keep 100% and you're not really like capped, it doesn't matter how much sales volume you do or transaction volume you do, you're really like your own individual and you can operate as your own individual entrepreneur. Um, so I went and got my broker's license and I started to talk to other real estate agents who all felt the same pain that I was feeling. I mean, ask any agent out there, no one likes the commission system. They all feel capped off, they feel limited. And the transactional stuff, people also feel the same way. They feel like, oh, well, the transactional stuff is like, I'm always paying some fee. I think like there's a joke that Remax is now called Femax because although <laughs> they're all like not about about uh, keeping more of your commission, you're paying so many different fees elsewhere. Um, and I guess this whole pain point is what organically led me to found Atlas. So our whole mission at Atlas is to empower real estate through technology and through innovative business models. 
we let agents keep 100% of their commissions. Instead, we just charge a membership fee yearly, which is actually a tax write-off for all of these agents whenever they sell houses. Um, what's and, the fee? Do, what's the, like, how much? I just get curious. Sure. It's, it's right now we're only based, the brokerage itself is only based in California. And in California, it's $5,000 a year. Okay. Gotcha. So it's, okay. it's very, very negligible. If an agent sells a house for a million dollars, that one house. Well, especially in California. Yeah. Or where, or where you're at. Yeah. Especially where you're at. Okay. So that, that makes sense. So you're building out this platform. Agents get a hundred percent of the commission. Um, what's the value, the value prop is that now you have this tech platform that you offer to them that they can run their business on. Is it like a kind of walk us through that? Yeah, of course. So I, when we got Atlas going initially, um, I was like, I want my vision for this to be, I want every agent at Atlas to perform as well as my team was perform was performing on my brokerage, but, or even better. And how do we do this on a large level and super scalable way? And I started to get very fascinated at the time with software engineering. And so I started to talk to a bunch of buddies of mine who studied computer science um, and uh, built a bunch of either apps themselves or worked at a bunch of tech companies. And we started compiling, the, we were starting to digitize, like for example, having a VA can be digitized with a CRM that will auto follow ups with people, right? Or you write notes in and it will automatically remind you of certain things for different types of people they want to talk to. And um, Facebook and Instagram ads, it's very difficult for people to run Facebook and Instagram ads. It's very, the, the user experience, when you try to go in there and actually create an ad, it, it can be very yeah, If you're not a marketer, good luck. <laughs> exactly. So we've actually integrated the Facebook and Instagram ad API within our portal. So real estate agents, it's literally as simple as a couple clicks and really under, we've taken all the complexities out of creating it within our own app. And so the things that I was using, we started digitizing on a large scale and our agents that started using it started off with just the team using it, like the no vacancy team and they were crushing it. And then we got other people on board and then they started they were absolutely blown away They, we had brand new agents who joined the company, ran Facebook ads. And I'm talking about an agent who's never had a sale under their belt. Uh, went and got a $7 million house sold in Malibu as their very first sale within 90 days of joining. I, I want to be an agent in Malibu. Yeah, right. What type yeah. of ad does, what type of ads are you running? Can you get us, give us any insight into like, what's the ads that you're running from a copy standpoint or from a, you know, like item of value standpoint, what are you seeing successful? That's a great question. So we have a bunch of templates that agents can choose from okay. and we don't limit, we kind of let the agent have their own creativity on how they want to do it. Now, what was working for me when I was an agent were two different things. One is I would, there is a lead generation part of Facebook where Facebook already has everybody's name, phone number, email. And whenever I had a listing, I would run an ad in that area that the listing was in. So let's just say Malibu. I'd run an ad in Malibu or people who have visited Malibu within the last 30 days. You can actually set that as a setting. And then I'd, I'd collect leads. I'd be like open house this weekend or um, like check this out. Want a private showing 
uh, enter your details. And Facebook just has this one thing that you can click and you just click allow and it will share with the agent or me at the time, all of this prospective buyer's info. That's and great. I call them out and set up the showings and whatnot. Another thing which is recent, which one of our agents has been doing, um, which is very, very interesting, is they'd run an ad that says, want a free valuation on what your house is worth? Like, I'll come out there personally, book a time with me, and we'll do it. And this is what an agent does. And they've gone on listings from it, where yeah. they just go, they meet a person, and they get they give the person a valuation with some comps. They come in with, we, we have also a tool that is a smart CMA tool, comparative market analysis too. Nice. So, so um, people will be able to literally type in an address. We run all the comps for our agents. They go into a listing appointment. It's a link. It's not an actual physical paper, but it's an interactive link where you can actually see photos and you can see what is really out there, what is sold. And people are just blown away by this. Like I met you through an ad, you, which is super efficient. You come in with all of this really cool tech in a, in hand and I want you to sell my house. Yeah. And so that's, that's what a lot of people are doing. What are you seeing cost per lead? Like, I don't know if you have these uh, stats or not, but what do you see average cost per lead? I know you guys are California, so it's going to be a little different per region that people are in, but what do you guys see average cost per lead in the platform? I can only tell you from my, my personal experience. Yeah. Uh, for depends on the type of ad depends on what you're doing. Like for the cost per lead on the first ad that I was explaining where it just like a lead generation ad for this specific area was very cheap. It was $10. Yeah. $5 that's yeah. That's um, very similar. We're seeing, cause we run a lot of ads is six to 10 bucks is, is kind of the range we see across the nation. So yeah. that's pretty awesome. $6 average. Yeah. yeah. It's the question on every real estate agent's mind. How do I get leads? Lead magnets entice prospects to give you their contact information in exchange for something they find compelling. Discover the best practices and strategies for creating a lead magnet with our free ebook, Lead Generation for Real Estate Agents. Successful internet marketers routinely use lead magnets to grow their email list. And with this resource, now you can too. Go to ReminderMedia.com slash lead generation and download this free resource today. That's ReminderMedia.com slash lead generation. Take action on this today. What about yeah. the follow-up? Have you systematized the whole virtual assistant thing or, or, or all of your agents actually following up with each one of the leads that are coming in? No, we have an auto follow-up feature. Nice. So you go into the CRM. It's still in beta. We're working on a lot of other That's complex awesome. tools within it. But yeah, it'll auto follow up with your clients, depending on what date you spoke to them. Um, we have a lot of, a lot of cool tools now that, I mean, I wish was, was built back in the day that we're, we're finally building. Did, did you, do you ever have any experience with like using bots for the follow-up and stuff? Um, have you ever tried that? I, or had I have an experience with using scrapers, not, uh, not bots. Okay. Cause uh, a, a lot of people are using them and I, I think, you know, we're using Facebook messenger, um, cause it gives the auto response type thing. And we're seeing some success with that. Uh, through Facebook ads. Um, I know a company, Ylopo, who does a lot of Facebook ads and stuff like that. They have a bot that they use. And I really think the bot exists because the agent is lazy and doesn't want to make their calls. Sorry to call people out, but, you know, they're going to say, it's because I don't have time. It's like, no, no, no. You have time. You're just you're just watching TV or something, but you got to make your calls. But, um, you know, I do believe in the bot, the AI going back and forth, the auto, the automatic getting in touch. I just didn't know if you had any experience. 
uh, with that. So talk to us a little bit about the open house feature. I want you to share this yeah. because you, I, I talked to you maybe six weeks ago and you had a, maybe 100, 200 users. Now you have 2,000 agents using this open house thing. And I'm just like, that is unreal adoption in such a short amount of time. So explain that in the platform. Yeah. So one of the things that I also did, which was funny um, when I was an agent is I, when I would host open houses, I always hated these sign-in sheets. I absolutely hated them. They, they like you tell you print them out and you have a pen in there. And at the time it was also COVID and no one wanted to touch your pen and it yeah. was really awkward. Um, so what I decided to do is I would, I actually went on Google forms initially and I made a Google, two Google forms, one that says agent sign in, one that says client sign in. And I just would route the domain of the Google form. I make it a QR code. And so I would just print, print out a piece of paper. I designed it on Canva with two QR codes on it. One that says agent check-in, one that says client check-in. You scan depending which one you are. I actually, here, I can show you one. Um, do you want to, should I screen share? Yeah, yeah, screen share. That would be great. Our first screen share on the podcast. That would be sick. Yeah, to check out the YouTube video. Yeah, you got to check out the YouTube. We'll, we'll explain it for all those visual, <laughs> uh, our people who don't have the visual. We'll explain what we're seeing. So this is this is what it was. So this is actually, this isn't what we, we now have. Ours is way more techno technologically advanced than this. <laughs> but if people scan this, it would go directly to a Google form. Okay. And what would happen is at the end, I had everyone's contact info in one place. It was super nice. I could just easily copy and paste their emails instead of like having to try to read the not legible handwriting yep. on these, on these sign in sheets and fake data and whatever. Um, and it was all in one place. And I was like, wow, this actually saved me at least an hour and a half. And what would happen is other agents would come in and be like, oh my gosh, what brokerage are you with that's providing these QR codes, check-ins? And I'd be like, oh, I actually just built it for myself. And they'd be like, no way, get out of here. Can you build me one? And I was thinking like, huh, this, this is pretty cool. So then our team started doing it and our team had the same exact response. This is actually one I built for someone on the team. So... Uh, this wasn't actually. So it literally is just for people listening. It's just QR codes. That, I mean, address all, at the top, yeah, client I, sign in with a QR code on the left so hand super side simple. and an agent sign in on the right hand side. This yeah. was the best thing to come out of COVID. Not that anything good came out of COVID, but the best thing <laughs> is that QR codes came back. Yeah. Like people Everyone now, knows now how they know how to use them. They they know what they do when they see them. They're used to it. They're, they pull out their camera. They scan it. We're seeing that on our postcards, on our magazines that we do. It's It's pretty incredible. Yeah. And it's so, it's so efficient. Um, I've even, I went to a restaurant the other day where they had a QR code and I just sat down, scanned the QR code, ordered and my food came out in like 10 minutes. And I didn't have to talk to anybody and you could even just pay when they bring the check. It's also a QR code yeah. and you just pay right then and there and you walk away, um, which is super efficient, but people love this. And so people were freaking out about this. And so at this point we had our whole team of engineers already working with us within, within the, the company. So I told them like, Hey guys, we're getting this feedback over and over again. Can we just make it a little bit of a better user experience? Like if you can see down here, people really like that. The logo is here. So this is a team within Atlas that had their logo and their Instagram. And also it would be really cool if it can route to their websites or give the person that signs in, um, 
an incentive to sign in. So what would happen is when people sign in now using our technology is clients and potential buyers walk in, they get a hot sheet of the property emailed to them as an incentive. Oh, as like, soon as they scan it and put in their info. Exactly. Yeah, correct. super smart. Yep. And so um, here, I could show you what, uh, let me see if I can pull up what an Atlas one looks like now so you can compare it. Did you uh, find, as you're pulling that up, do you find like from the regular sign-in sheets, the QR codes, did you find you were consistently getting more um, like contact information oh, than yeah, people writing? Because sure. that would be one of my fears. I feel like people would scan it, but you don't know if they really put in their information or not with when you have them physically f fill it out, right? You know they they filled it out, right? And they might've put fake data, but you know they filled it out. So that would be one of my fears of going away from signing in. So what we do is we also notify the agent as soon as they, like a potential client signs in, they'll get an email that says, Luke checked into the house and here's all of his info. So that way you're, you get pinged um, right then and there. But yeah, that is, that is a, it's a good point. But what we also have done is we, the way we built it is when a person scans the QR code, it'll autofill a lot of the information for them because Safari or Google Chrome or whatever they use on their smartphone already has 90% of the time yeah. their name, phone number, yeah, it's email. So smart. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So it pre-fills. So it's actually harder for a user or a potential buyer to fake their info because all they have to do now is just click this button, like sure, sure. Next, next. And then they're, they're there. Versus like, oh, I have to type in a fake number. And yeah. it's actually harder to go around those autofills nowadays. How, what would you recommend to people when they get a lead, right, to an open house? And this could apply if you're a financial advisor listening to this insurance agent or whatever. It could be, apply to your seminars, right, events that you're doing. But how often, like, when would you follow up to a lead from an open house when you're an agent? Or what do you recommend to agents? And how often would you follow up? Yeah, what I would do is immediately after the open house, I would send them all a thank you email. Okay. Like they're coming by. Um, the emails are also optimized with the agent's information. So the hot sheet that we sent to them with just basic info, beds, baths, square feet, price, and the thanks for coming by email is automatically sent to them. Um, but we also optimize right then there is this big, huge button that says reply to the agent if you have any questions and then we'll go directly to the agent's inbox. And so a lot of people are now that opens up the conversation immediately just because there's a huge reply to the agent button. Um, but if I wasn't using open home is what we call it. Yep. Uh, what I would do is I would follow up immediately after and I'd follow up three days after. Okay. Too. You don't want to be like so annoying to the point where if you immediately follow up with them and they don't email you back, you don't want to keep emailing them. Um, but I think would you, days, would you ever put them on a property drip? Personally, I wouldn't. Okay. Uh, but a lot of, a lot of people do and would, and I think it's smart. Yeah. I wouldn't, I would try to get as personalized as, as possible. close as close as you could to them. It was interesting when I chose my agent, obviously at the time, I mean, I connected to so many agents, but uh, this guy was like, I went to like eight open houses in a weekend and he was the only one that followed up, that followed up the only one. And it was so shocking 
to me and like just to like I, it's just so unbelievable and he followed up and what i loved about what he did is he assumed the clothes mm-hmm. like he assumed i was his client he assumed i wanted to maybe see other properties and what he did was he said hey i know you were looking at this and it might not be the perfect match for you. Here are a couple of other properties on the market that I can get you into that are very similar mm-hmm. that I thought you and Megan would want to see. Um, can you do Friday? I could probably get you in Friday type idea. And that was his, and, and it hooked me in, right? Of going like, hey, I can appreciate this. Now I'm a salesperson myself, right? So I appreciate the follow-up. But it was amazing to me, the lack of follow-up. And I think it's, it speaks to what you're saying is like, when it's handwritten, you got to type it in. That's a barrier of entry. If they get it scanned right into their system, then you have the auto following up happening and the trigger of your task to make the calls. There is uh, something I really like implementing into my life, the rule of 100. And it's like, do something 100 times. So if I'm going to decide, I'm going to cold call. I did it 100 times every single day for 100 days, more than that, actually. And this is what I stick by. If I want to go to the gym and I want to start lifting weights, within 100 days, I gained 40 pounds. Now, granted, some of that was not all muscle, but I became like a lot bigger. I didn't actually go and see people that I didn't see for three months. They'd be like, oh my gosh, who just walked through the building? Um, I love so, that. The rule of 100. Yeah. I love that. Alex Hermosi, I mean, he's the most popular guy on the internet right now in the business motivation and coaching world. But um, he had said something where he said he used to have this false belief that he never realized. He used to believe that, you know, reading was one of like, that's what he would do to gain knowledge. And he realized he would read 15 self-development books and nothing would change in his life because there's a difference between reading and actually learning. And he said, you know, you can read all the sales books in the world. You'll learn more in a hundred cold calls than you will in every single one of those sales books. And so just when you said the rule of a hundred, I was like, oh, that's super similar to, he wasn't phrasing it exactly like you are, but he was saying, look, that that is the key. When you go out and do something a hundred times, what it teaches you is immense, let alone the results and the progress that you get from it. Our whole goal with Atlas isn't to be another compass, isn't to be another Keller Williams. We really want to empower the whole industry, no matter where you are. So what we said is we want to help agents all around the world. Um, and even consumers at the end of the day, all around the world that touch real estate, we want to be involved in that process. And so how do we, how do we go about that? Why do we want to go about that? I think, well, one to me, it's super fascinating. I'm super interested in real estate and if we can make it easier for everybody all around the board. And if I can leave my mark by making real estate easier and, um, uh, easily more accessible to people, knowledge on real estate, more accessible or, tools to help you while you're in the business, like I will feel more fulfilled. And so the part, part of the reason with open house is we said, you know what, we don't really care what brokerage you're at. Um, we built a completely separate, we've encrypted everything. So like to the trust factor of us not stealing your leads, we, we don't really do that. We're here on a mission. We want to empower real estate through technology. And you know what, you're a forward thinking agent and you want to have tools that help your life, sign up for this thing. We made it completely free. So we have like a premium obviously, because in order for this thing to be sustainable for us as a business, we can't just give out free products, right? But for those that do want to pay for a more premium experience, that's what's driving the open house feature to, to be alive. Um, and we decided to open it up and within, it just was amazing. Once we just opened up around the United States, we told agents about it. Um, we did run some ads for it initially. And just the, like you said, 
We spoke to you a couple weeks ago. Now we're already at 2000 plus agents. And even on the call, well, it shows growing. you, it shows you the value um, that's Correct. there. Anything that grows from a couple hundred to 2000 within a short period of time like that, it shows you the value. Where can people get the free version of it? Cause I want people to start using this at their open houses. Like where, where can they get the free version of it? All, all they need to do is they can go to openhome.ai. Okay. Openhome.ai. That's awesome. And, and they can just sign up for free. It's super easy. Um, literally just ask you a couple of questions. You just need your DRE number and a password. And you're, That's awesome. you're ready to go. Um, and so this is what it looks like when an agent gets on board. You can, a premium feature is adding your own branding and actually removing the Atlas branding from here. So that's a premium feature. But all you have to do is you'll add an open house by your listing address, pick a date and time, and then it'll auto-populate something like this, where if I had a photo of it, it would, I could upload my own photo of the listing. So um, it's super, yeah, it looks super clean and intuitive. Nima, and man, I, I need you to come work at Reminder Media, dude, and create these products. This is, this is, looks amazing. You guys should check out this video. I love that it's free. I love that it's viral and has gone and grown to 2000 people. It looks super, super clean and intuitive. And then it generates the QR code for you. That's sick. Yeah, that's sick. Exactly. It has your, it's and the key to follow up, right? When we think marketing sales, the key is always speed to lead and taking conversations from online to offline, right? Getting them personal. And so this is going to help generate speed to lead so much faster because you're getting their information right away. You can get them on a drip and they're in your system. They can launch a task in your CRM. So that's, that's pretty amazing. You know, knowing what you know now, what would you go back and tell your younger self and what advice would you give? I mean, you're still a really young guy, but think about that kid in high school. Like what, what advice would you give them? I would tell him to like completely uh, eliminate the naysayers. So back in high school and back in college, when I was starting a bunch of ventures and doing a lot of things, I mean, even now today it happens all the time. People tell you things are impossible. Um, and I genuinely believe like I implemented this rule of hundreds now, but back then, like when someone tells you there's ventures that I didn't start because someone told me you can't do that. Or, oh, it's a bad idea. And you should just give up. Mm. And so I would really tell myself not to listen to the naysayers. Um, just cut them out completely. Love that. All right. Yeah, and you have to work really, really hard. So <laughs> That's another thing is nothing comes easy. Like I'm showing you guys all these things now, but on the back end, a lot of blood, sweat, tears, um, went into building this thing mm. and it's, it's not, it's not easy. So just don't give up and continue pushing forward. Love it, man. Uh, mm. All right, Nima. Thanks so much for coming on before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you. Yeah, of course. Go on to my Instagram just Nima underscore Barty. Feel free to DM me. Um, sign up for open home, try it out yourself and just go to openhome.ai. Um, and yeah, feel free to just DM me is honestly a, the best way to, to contact me. Tell Nima that stay paid sent you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. Thanks again. And thank you all so much for listening. You can dive deeper into this episode, get those show notes on anything that you missed, as well as those links over at staypaidpodcast.com. Make sure to check that out because that's where the video will be as well. So you can see yep. what Nima was showing off there uh, in his system and with those signs that he's doing for the open home. If you enjoyed this episode and want to uh, show your support, first way is head on over to Apple Podcast, drop us a five-star review along with a review to let us know how we're doing. And the best way to show 
show your support is just to share this episode with a friend. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast.remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on social media as well. We are at Stay Paid Podcast on all platforms. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Steich. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. Nima, man, congrats on all your success. Serial entrepreneur, absolutely crushing it. I'm looking forward to seeing where Atlas goes. Encourage everybody, go check out that open home if you're in real estate. Like Josh and I, we don't have any affiliation or anything like that with it, but it looked amazing. It's free and you really should digitize your lead form at your open house uh, to scan it in so you can get that speed to lead. But here's my action item for you from this podcast. The action item is apply the rule of 100. So there's something going on in your business right now that you know you have to tackle and you need to decide, are you going to be committed to it? You need to pick that thing that you know is uh, keeping you from getting to the next level and apply the rule of 100, right? And go at it for 100 days to generate that result. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 